magazines. You mean like for guns? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's pretty funny. You mean like for guns? Uh, I like that. <laughs> like a like a clip? No, they're not called clips. Oh, you snappers. There's no such thing as a clip. No? Well, I mean, I guess technically there is, but uh, not really. I, I didn't say clip. I said clit. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Man, all my levels are all jacked up in here. I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, I don't know. I'm using a, I'm using my uh, Bose headsets today. Yeah. No, I think what happened because I didn't feel like getting all tangled up in the wires. Yeah. Hold on one second. All right. Now. I think what happened so is when I, I was out of town, my my wife let my kid come in here and touch everything. Oh, uh, pushing buttons, turning knobs. Mm-hmm, pretty much. That's responsible. Oh, somebody requested to follow me or something on Instagram. Let's see who this motherfucker is. Considering I've never for, posted... For what? For my, my personal he Instagram. follow you? I think so. Three follows requests. Oh, it's like a porn star. I'll just let that one pend. I've never once posted anything on Instagram, so anyone that wants to follow me that I don't immediately know the name of, I pretty much know is a bot of some sort. Yes, yeah, bogus. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe Suitcase on the left should have a Instagram presence. I forgot all about the, the name of this podcast. It's been so long. <laughs> it has, we're, we're, we're a little bit behind. We have like hundreds of episodes already. We did have that one episode that we recorded on a Wednesday that kind of got us ahead a little bit, so maybe we're okay. Yeah. I think it's right around... Let me see. I mean, our, our fans must be just going crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wondering if we're ever coming back. Yeah, I'm hoping we don't, probably. <laughs> Maybe. All right, let me bump you up just a tad there. Okay. All right, so... All right. um, All right, let me... Here we go. Hey, welcome to another edition of Suitcase on the Left. I'm one half of this award-winning podcast. My name's Nick. And I'm Brian, the other half. Yeah. Welcome back, Brian. It's been quite a while since we uh, since we graced the airwaves here with the podcast. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be back. I, I know we've been on a bit of a hiatus for a little while, but hey, we're here. And it's not any reason, it's not anything that we, it's not that we didn't want to do the podcast. It's just that shitty work gets in the way and you know and here we are right a couple right. Of weeks after i had to go spend time with a bunch of damn dirty de- uh, democrats it was hell on oh. earth yeah. how interesting why don't you tell us uh i'm sure you have some some funny stories from from that adventure yeah going to the uh democratic national convention 
What a shit show that was. Uh, I didn't want to go, but I was forced to go. And fortunately, I didn't really have to stay during the uh, during the speeches late at night, but I had to get there at like four in the morning, so it was really, really terrible. But I don't know, man. It, it, basically, these people are just they're just maniacs. The the far left wing liberals are just absolute freaking maniacs. Yeah, I heard a couple of stories that came out of that convention um, that I just shake my head at when I hear them. Yeah, like the the crowds ransacking booths and displays on their way out on the last night, yes. stealing shit. Yeah, crazy. from all the media and, and vendors that were there to you know to, to cover the event and help be there for technical support. They get their shit stolen because you know the the tolerant left, you know liberals. They they don't condone thieving or stealing anything, but that most of them are thieves. And then you know it's funny too the uh, the the protesters that were there. You know, you'd expect them to be like right wing nut job people, but they were like the Bernie Sanders supporters were the ones protesting the Democratic National Convention. So you had Democrats protesting Democrats for good reason. You know, they were conspiring against Bernie Sanders, but still it's like it just it just makes no sense. That part of the government or that that party of the government or that party makes no sense. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad when really your own people are out there protesting you. Yeah, I mean, at least the people who are protesting Trump, for the most part, are, you know, Bernie Sanders supporters and, and you know, left-wing people. And there are some Republicans uh, protesting Donald Trump, but he's not even really a politician and he's not even really Republican. You know, he's just kind of saying what he has to say. Um, I, I just, it was a really annoying week, we'll put it that way, but... That's why we didn't do a podcast for at least that week, uh, which sucks because there was plenty of material to talk about in our own lives and in the Democratic National Convention part of it all. Uh, but to get to a much lighter, more exciting note, Brian, do you know what today is? I sure do. Yes. It's National Mini Fridge Day. And I don't know if yes. it's really National Mini Fridge Day, but as far as I'm concerned, it is because you and I both got mini fridge uh, cut a mini fridge for our office. How awesome is yep. that? Yeah, that was pretty awesome. The same day these mini fridges show up, yeah, and uh, they get installed and they get stocked up with beverages, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good day tomorrow. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, it's gonna be awesome going into work and having eighteen ice cold Pepsi's and uh, about twenty bottles of water. Uh, I can't wait. And not having to spend 75 cents on each one. Yeah. Goddamn vending machine. I'm just going to go in there and drink myself stupid. I might just dump them out in the sink. Yeah, who cares, <laughs> just right? To, just to prove a point to the vending I'll wait till the vending machine guy comes, and then I'll just take a Pepsi out of my fridge and dump it out in the sink right in front of him. Say, yeah, fill up, fill up that little recycling bin next to the next to the vending machine with empty Pepsi cans <laughs> and he'll go and he'll check his inventory and he'll be like, well, how come all this stuff is still in here? Where did all these Pepsi cans come from? Yeah. I mean, for those that don't know, Brian and I, we uh, are frequenters of the, uh, of the vending machine and each soda is 75 cents. So we probably spend, I don't know, $10 a week in sodas or something. Uh, if, if maybe not that much, I don't know, but either way, we spend a lot of money in soda. And uh, it's going to be very rewarding to go buy 
like today I bought an 18 pack. It was like five bucks because I bought it at a gas station, but still it was way cheaper. You know, $5 would get me six sodas out of the vending machine versus 18 in my mini fridge. So the mini yeah. fridge is already paying for itself. Yeah. Do the math. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's awesome. And that, that mini fridge is going to pay for itself in a couple of months. Oh, easily. And the fact that we don't have to pay for the electricity makes it even better. Somebody yeah, else is our, paying for our it. facilities manager was a little bit upset. Yeah. Uh, with the electricity that we were going to be using for our mini fridges. Well, in fairness to her, I did, I did tell her that I was getting a full-size refrigerator delivered for my office. So she was a little a little uh, surprised when I told her that. Yeah, especially since your office is right, literally, it's like 10 steps away from a full-size refrigerator in the break room. Now, I paced it out. From my chair to the fridge is like, it's either 15 or 17, I can't remember. But it's it's uh, I did it one day because she was telling me that me getting a mini fridge was ridiculous because I'm 10 steps away. And I said, no way, man. I'm way further away than 10. And I was right. <laughs> Not only that, but there, uh, there are a number of reasons why the fridge in the break room would not be a solution to this problem. One is it's full. Right. There's oh. like, there isn't even room to put a couple of cans of soda in there. Two, if you did do that, somebody would surely drink them. Oh, 100%. No question about that. And the other thing is, that refrigerator is just disgusting. Yeah, it's old as hell. It's been there for probably 25 years. Uh, let me run this by it. Did, do you remember when the refrigerator sprung a leak? Probably probably about this time last year. Do you remember that? It started leaking all over the place? No, I don't. Tell me about it. So the refrigerator started leaking all over the place, and the, the building maintenance lady you know, pulled it off the wall and... and she disconnected the water or turned off the water, then uh, called the service guy out. He came to replace the filter for the water that goes to the ice machine. Guess how old that filter was in years? Uh, I'm going to say 15. Pretty close, 11. That filter yeah. was 11 years old. So if the filter hadn't been changed in 11 years, you can imagine how often it gets cleaned. And, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a germaphobe especially at work because there's a lot of people that cough and hack and touch everything and don't wash their damn hands and sitting right across from the, from the kitchen. Like I do, uh, man, there are so many people who go in there and they're sick, you know, and they, and they go in to get medicine out of the little drawer and they're touching everything and not washing their hands before or after. And just, ah, oh, it's so gross. So I'm just glad I don't have to touch anything anymore that other people touch. Yeah. There's a funny story. Um, one of the girls from the, uh, from the other building came over to our side one day. This is the, uh, the girl that got left at the altar. You know oh, what I'm talking yeah. about? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she came over into our break room one morning the and, hell's I saw wrong her with her. and I'm like, Hey, what are you doing over here? And she's like, ah, oh, I, I came over to get some ice. She was looking for a scoop and huh. she said, I came over to get some ice because the uh, other refrigerator on the other side, ice machine was broken or something. Or that uh, somebody had used it all. I don't remember. But I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ah. I said, look, take a look inside that freezer. <laughs> Everything you see in there is is what that ice is going to taste like. You know, I said, I think twice before I before I put any of that ice in my mouth. I, I, I think it's gross. And she kind of 
you know, the wheels started spinning a little bit mm-hmm. in her head, and I think she slowly backed away. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's freaking gross. And another bad thing about using that fridge, because I mean, I've used it before, like if we go to, to lunch and we bring leftovers back or something, I'll put it in the fridge and I'll try to find a like a clear spot on the shelf or, you know, if there's like a Tupperware bin, I might set it on top of the Tupperware bin. I'm very mindful of other people's stuff and I try not to ruin their food. But there are so many times where like I'll put something in there all nice and neat and and someone will throw their crap on top of it and, and their stuff will leak all over mine or... Like if they want my space, they'll just take mine and move it somewhere else completely. And in the meantime, they'll spill my stuff or, you know, flip it onto its side. It's just, you know, people are a bunch of fucking assholes. So it's nice that now I've got my own little fridge. I don't have to worry about other people touching my stuff or eating or drinking my stuff or just spilling their shit all over mine. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. I was, I could not wait today for the UPS guy. I think I spent probably... I would say at least an hour circling the building inside, looking out the window, looking for the looking for the UPS guy standing in the lobby. I did, just, you know, waiting for the truck to pull up. I really did. And the funniest part about it is waiting for that. I mean, it didn't do me any good because once the thing came, I just plugged it in and then it was like, all right, now I have to wait like a full day for it to cool off my stuff. Yeah, still can't use it. So it was a huge waste of time. But, you know. Excuse me. I was excited. Yeah. You know that. And, you know, one more note about that other fridge, the the public one, putting your sodas in there, you might as well just throw them in the toilet and then take them out and drink them because it's about the same thing as far as germs and grossness. Yeah. And, you know, anytime I'd bring food back to the office and want to, you know, use ketchup or something that was in the fridge, you never know how old it is. So now I can get my own little ketchup bottle, leave it in the in my fridge. Maybe I get some uh, barbecue sauce too. Oh man! Wow, the possibilities are pretty much endless at this point. Yeah, I think my next uh, my next addition will be a microwave, and I'll have my own personal like little kitchen going in there. I honestly am thinking about it. I mean, it's not as a it's not as necessary to me as a as a fridge, but. I mean, I certainly am not opposed to finding like a $30 microwave on sale or something at Walmart and putting it in my office. Now, I feel like a downfall to these mini fridges, at least for me, because I was, I've been very vocal about me getting one, bragging to everybody like a jerk, uh, is that people are going to start hitting me up for sodas. Oh, good point. Yeah. See, you're, you're fortunate in that you were smarter than me and you didn't say anything. I, I however, I didn't post it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't really post it on Facebook either because I didn't want my parents to be like, "You don't need a mini fridge in your office. You need to lose weight." <laughs> so I didn't. I'm pretty sure I saw a post from you that said something like, "Wednesday is National Mini Fridge Day." Yeah, but my mom doesn't know what that means. She commented on it. <laughs> and she doesn't know what it means though. So, <laughs> so um. But yeah, I, I don't want people to hit me up for sodas. So if, you, if you're listening to this and you know me, uh, the answer is no. I'm not giving you, unless you give me like a dollar, which is more than the vending machine. That's right. That's your, that's your enticement to just go to the vending machine. Yeah. yeah. You know, the other problem with that vending machine is the, the bill, um, you know, the dollar bill slot in there very rarely worked properly. Yeah. No, it's a big piece of shit. It's an old ass machine. 
It doesn't even take credit cards. What kind of bullshit is that? And I've been asking our office manager for a while now, more than once, uh, to get uh, either a card reader on a machine or a change machine or something that will allow people to get a soda or something if, when, they, when they want it. Because the solutions that are available now are terrible. Yeah, they really are. And the solutions is that there is no solution. Really, I mean, if you don't have any change and say you have a 10, you're stuck. Unless somebody you know has change for the 10, you're stuck. Yeah, and I, I remember you, you tried something. I don't know what the result of this was, but the, um, the, the snack machine, which is right next to the soda machine, accepts $5 bills, I think. Yeah. And didn't you, didn't you put one in there thinking, I'll just put a $5 bill in and then I'll hit you know, coin return and I'll get change for $5. Yep. You want to know the result um, of that? I, I, I would like to know the result of that. I had $5 in vending machine credit that I had to spend. <laughs> How'd you get that? It, because I couldn't get the change out. It took my money and it wouldn't give me any change. So you had to buy $5 worth of stuff? Yep. Wow. So I bought, uh, I think I got a Yoohoo that day. I got, uh, I think I got some crackers and some cookies and all the good stuff. But I didn't get what I wanted, which was my money to get a effing soda. <laughs> Piece of shit. So you got like these dry ass cookies and salty potato chips that just made you even more thirsty than you were before. Well, I did get the Yoohoo. But at the same time, mm. you who, I mean, it, while I remember them being good, it's kind of just like mildly chocolatey water. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I'm pretty sure that is not a dairy product. No, I don't think there's any dairy in it at all, like zero. I don't know. Ugh. I do know, though, Brian, tomorrow when we get to work in our respective offices, we will have ice cold drinks. Yes, we will. And I'll say one more thing. I, I had been for the last, I don't know, several months, um, maybe six months, maybe less. Um, I started a social experiment where I kept, kept my office door unlocked mm-hmm. when I would leave for the evening. I'd close it, but if you went up to the handle and, and pushed it, it would open. Right. And it, it's been a pretty successful experiment because I'm not aware that anybody's gone in there and taken anything or vandalized anything or, or anything like that. But today with the introduction of the fridge and the cold, icy, yummy sodas that are there, I decided, you know what? Maybe I'll just start locking my office. Yep. I made the same decision. My office has been unlocked for probably two years. At any point, anyone could have gone in and rummaged through my stuff, which I have nothing of value in there. But now that I've got the mini fridge, and I don't want people to steal the drinks from my mini fridge. I decided to go ahead and lock the door. And uh, I'm not looking forward to having to unlock my office, but it's a small price to pay uh, to keep my sodas from all the damn dirty thieves we work with. Yeah, and I, I think it's really, it's mostly the overnight and weekend people that we have to worry about. Yeah, I think there's some people who uh, who work in our hallway down at the end by the light switches who saw me pulling my pulling my mini fridge down the hall this morning. Uh, and I told them what it was about. And I could see the wheels turning of, oh, there's going to be sodas in there. Free. Yeah. So I got to make sure that uh, I don't do that. 
Yeah, yeah. It, like you said, though, small price to pay. So, Brian, another topic I wanted to talk about today. The new chips that are on debit and credit cards. Have you experienced uh, the joy that is these these chips that are on credit cards and debit cards? Yeah, I have. It's such a mishmash. Uh, I mean, I, I've gone to several establishments. Some places, like, here's an example. Uh, Walmart, mm-hmm. they've completely and 100% gone over to the dark side with the chips. Yep. If, if you have a card with a chip in it, that's the only way it'll work. Yeah. There's no options. You've got to put the chip card in the machine. Other places, they have the chip readers in there, um, but you can still swipe the card. Mm-hmm. And some, I even saw like a handwritten note taped to the terminal one time that said, uh, like, no chips, <laughs> even though it had the chip reader on it. Right. It's like, no chips, swipe it. Yeah. Which is good because I kind of prefer that. Anyway, I think the whole chip thing is a big pain in the ass. Yeah, it most definitely uh, is. And I saw a, a funny tweet, and it said, America has got to get on the same page. Are we swiping or inserting into the chip reader? Because I'm tired of looking dumb as fuck at checkout. And it's so true. It's so yeah. true. I, you know, because you go to some of these places and you put your card in, and it's like, do you, you know, you swipe it, and they're like, oh, sorry, I got to put the chip in. And then other ones, they've got the chip, so you put the thing in the chip, and they're like, oh, no, you've got to swipe it. And it takes – have you noticed it takes forever when you put the card in? Yeah, it does. It seems to take longer. And then there's all the you know the stern warnings about do not remove your card. Yep, and every you know, time it flashes do not remove, I reach for my card to pull it out. I'm like, oh, nope, nope. It says don't take it out. Yeah, so I'm trying to follow instructions and be a good citizen. Right. But, you know, one of these days – if it hasn't already happened, and I'm sure it has, people are going to walk away and, you know, leave their card behind. Well, yeah, because some stores you go to, when you when you go to, uh, you put the card in, then as it's telling you, don't take the card out, it's beeping like, meh, 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 meh. and then when it's over, it's like, please remove card, and it just goes like, beep. So I, I've almost walked away before. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it's still fairly new, so none of us are really used to it, but I've almost walked away. And you know they're supposed to be way more, uh, way more secure. And remember how earlier I was saying I was in Philadelphia at the Democratic National Convention. Well, on Wednesday, I think Wednesday of that week, uh, I get a call from my bank, the fraud alert that somebody stole my debit card and was using it at stores that are only in Florida. Um, meanwhile, I'm in Philadelphia, and my wife doesn't have the card because I, I I only have one copy of that card and it's in my pocket. So, so much for being uh, so much more secure, seeing how I got, for the first time in my life, it actually got stolen and was being used actively. Piece of shit. So, you're thinking your your identity got stolen while you were in Philadelphia? I don't know if, I got, if it got stolen while I was in Philadelphia, but while I was in Philadelphia is when they tried to use my card at a couple of different stores that were not... There's no locations in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm not exactly sure how the security is better. You know, it still requires you to enter your PIN number Mm -hmm. in the machine. So you have to physically push the buttons with people looking over your shoulder and and all that stuff. So that part of it doesn't seem like it's any more secure. But, you know, the thing about swiping is 
you know, when I'm, when I walk up to the register, I put my stuff up there. I open my wallet, pull my card out, swipe it through the thing, hold on to it for a second to make sure it accepted it. And then I put it right back in my wallet and I never take my fingers off my card. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never, I'm never out of contact with it. I don't hand it to anybody. You know, I never let go of it. It goes in my wallet, goes in my pocket. So there's, you know, less chance of somebody, you know, snagging it unless they have a gun and they say, give me your card. I saw your pin number when you typed it in. I'm like, Oh, well, okay, here you go. <laughs> well, if somebody had a gun and they said, give me your card. I would just be like, here's my card and my pin number. Don't shoot. Yeah. Me. Yeah. You know, have a ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, here, the, the, there's only uh $493 in there. Knock yourself out. I'm not even going to call it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can see how something like uh, Apple pay is mm-hmm. more secure for, for a couple of reasons. One, your, your card never comes out of your pocket, mm-hmm. right? You don't even have to have your card on you. Right. Right. So the other thing is that, you know, when you, when you hold your device up to the NFC reader and it goes beep, it actually uses a, a different number that's generated on the spot randomly. It's not your account number. So none of your personal account information gets transferred in that, in that session, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a, it's a random one time only, um, identification code that goes in and it gets accepted and then it disappears. So I think it would be really hard for someone to steal that information and you're not typing in your pin number. You don't have a physical card. And even if they stole your device, uh, like in my case, it would be the Apple watch. You know, if they, if, as soon as it comes off my wrist, it locks and you can't, you can't unlock it again um, until you put it on a wrist and you have the password um, or my fingerprint to unlock it. Really? So if, if you, if I said, Hey, let me try on your Apple watch, I'm thinking about buying one and you took it off your wrist and I put it on mine. I couldn't just turn around and pay for my gas with it without having you mm. put in your password. Correct. It would be wow. locked. I think you'd be able to see like the clock face, but you wouldn't be able to get into any of the, you know, inside stuff, any of the apps. You definitely wouldn't be able to use Apple pay. Um, You have to either physically type in a password or I can put my fingerprint on my um, phone. To unlock. if, if 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 I unlock my phone with my fingerprint while I'm wearing the watch, then the watch will unlock. Interesting. That's so you could put it on your wrist and then I could unlock my phone and then it would unlock the watch on your wrist. Hmm. That's pretty damn cool. I didn't know it would do that. Unlike these yeah. credit cards with chips in it that apparently are very easy to, to steal the numbers off of fucking garbage ass. Has that ever happened to you? Has anyone ever stolen a credit card number of yours and tried to buy $11 worth of groceries, which is a weird amount, but Knock on wood, no, I've never had, uh, I've lost cards and had to call the bank and have them deactivated, um, mm. but I've never had anybody um, steal my identity or use my card to buy something nefarious that I can recall. I'm surprised this card lasted as long as it did, because this is. I've had this card since I was 16, which was now 15 years ago, and uh, I think... 
I want to say maybe once I've had this card replaced because of, you know, a, a store was compromised or something, but no one's ever done anything with it. And I want to say I've had this, this physical card for, or at least the same number for probably about five years without anything happening. So it was really just a matter of time, but it's quite frustrating because that was my debit card that had the most money in the account, which is one I held as just like a backup. So right now I'm without my backup, which kind of sucks, but I guess it's better. It's better that it got caught when it did rather than the someone spend, you know, $1,500 and then I'm fucked out of a bunch of money. Yeah, no shit. So your identity wasn't stolen. I mean, this wasn't no, like a bigger I, thing where they're draining your bank account. And no, I got called with there. There was two charges they were asking about. One was like nine dollars and some change, and the other was eleven dollars and some change. And I didn't recognize the store on the first one, and the second one's a grocery store chain that is not in Philadelphia. So when the lady was, she asked me. She said, "You know, did you spend eleven dollars and whatever at uh, Win Dixie?" And I was like. Well, considering I'm in Philadelphia, and I'm pretty sure Winn-Dixie's not in Philadelphia, and if they are, I certainly was not at one today. I was like, no. And she said, so you're telling me there's fraud? And I said, apparently, that's what I'm saying. And she's like, okay, we're locking the account. I said, wow. All right. And those charges never hit my, uh, they never hit my account. I kept checking the app for the next, like, two or three days to see the, uh, to see the charges to the account, and they never hit. So the, the bank's, um, the bank's deal picked it up pretty damn quick, which is really cool. And I never yeah, lost any of the money. That is pretty cool. You know, as much as I hate banks, uh, they're like one of my top three most hated, <laughs> you know, businesses. Uh, that is pretty cool. I mean, I'm not even sure. How did they identify those charges as fraud if they were in your hometown? Uh, did they know that you were in Philadelphia? Did you do a travel um, registration deal before you left? No, I did not. And my wife told me I should. And like most things, I people tell me I completely ignore it. So I did not tell them I was traveling. And it's funny because I used my card um, here in, in Florida. And then I used it um, the same day after I got off the plane. I used it at a Target in Philadelphia. And I used it two more times in Philadelphia within the next two or three days. And then it got... And then someone tried to use it apparently here in Florida, and that's when it got dinged. So, like, they didn't know that I was traveling, but somehow they knew that the charges that were not in Philadelphia were the, were the ones in question. Because when I initially got the call, I'm like, oh, this is for the couple times I used it in Philadelphia. You know, there's no way that they're not calling me about the Philadelphia charges. But, no, that's, that's not what it was about. It was about other charges uh, that somehow they determined were fraudulent. So I'm not, not really sure. Unless they can see like all my other banks and accounts and stuff, and maybe they realize that you know I used one card at the airport in Orlando, I used another one uh, in the airport in Philadelphia, and you know they kind of just made the connection. But I'm pretty impressed that they actually found it. Yeah, that is kind of strange, especially that they didn't ding the uh, Philadelphia charges. Um, I wonder maybe it was something about the way the charges were made in Florida that raised a red flag because obviously they didn't have your card. You had it. Yeah. I had it in my pocket. I mean, and, and I used my pin, you know, when I used it in Philadelphia. So maybe that's kind of like, okay, if they swipe a card or put it in and they use the chip, maybe that's how it was because if they don't have my card, they don't have the chip. And I had been using it with the chip 
ever since you know most places started taking it. So I mean that's possibly wow. it. Maybe they just realized it was a non uh, chip transaction and it did not have my pin number and that that flagged it as you know fraudulent. Wow. So we just talked ourselves through how the chip is more secure. Yeah, I like the chip now. <laughs> just just now. So Yeah. I do All wish, right, ladies and gentlemen, listening to Suitcase on the Left can actually teach you something. Yeah, I just wish people would get on the same page as to if we're using it or we're not using it. It's a real fucking pain in the ass. I always yeah, like we're we're in a, like a gray area right now. We're in like a you know in between stage of this whole chip thing. Mm-hmm. I, I went into a gas station the other day and I bought something and I, I I saw that it had a chip reader, so I just put my card in with the chip thing, and the cashier said, "Yeah, we got to use the chip." I guess they just started that day. She's like, "We held off as long as we could, but now we got to use the chip thing." Yeah. So it's like they were actively avoiding having to use the chip reader, which and is I guess weird. The bank, somebody, somebody just said, all right, you got to start using it. I just wonder how places like Walmart and Publix and, you know, other big grocery and, and store chains like the chips versus swiping it. Because I mean, it certainly feels to me like it takes longer for the chip to go through. And, you know, my days in retail, I know that they're all about how long are people at the register how many people are you moving through per hour? You know, what's the total time it takes from start to finish? And that just adds, you know, seemingly it adds about 15, 20 seconds, which if you average that out over, you know, several thousand customers over several months, it's a lot of time. So you could be potentially losing a little bit of money. Yeah, it's like moving in the wrong direction. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and you know what else is kind of funny about this, or not funny, but ironic about this card being the one that got stolen. So remember on the first episode, I think it was the first episode of suitcase on the left, uh, subscribe on iTunes. If you like the show, tell your friends. Um, I was telling you about the, my TV. I was trying to buy a TV on sale. Was I, I told that story, right? Yeah. We talked about TVs and, uh, Amazon and you told the Walmart story about the coupon code. Yes. So I found another deal at Walmart and this time it was like no, uh, no trickery needed. You didn't have to go hunt for these things. It was just on walmart.com. There was a 55 inch TV for $249 and 99 cents. And you know, the reviews were kind of mixed. Some people say the picture's not that great. Everyone said the sound kind of sucks, but we don't watch a whole lot of TV, uh, in the living room here at my house. So none of that's really a, a big concern, except we just wanted a bigger TV um, to replace the crappy smaller TV that we have now. So I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to go online and buy this TV, have it shipped to my house. I do that. I use PayPal to pay, which the only card that's in my PayPal is the debit card that got stolen. Um, whether they're related or not, who knows? But, uh, so I use PayPal to pay the TV gets delivered and it's damaged. The screen is cracked and the bottom corners popped out of the frame. So we put it back in the box. I call Walmart, their customer service number. I talk to somebody who says, oh, that's terrible. Let me send you a label. We'll ship it back. And as soon as the carrier picks it up, call us back and we'll ship out your replacement TV. Okay. So I put the label on the box. I ship it back out. I call walmart.com and they say, oh, the TV's out of stock. And I said, okay, so what are my options? And they said, you can wait seven days to see if the TV comes back in stock or we can issue a refund now. And I said, well, 
I've already spent the money. I might as well just wait the seven days. So the very next day, the TV's back in stock. I call Walmart. I say, hey, I don't know if you guys were going to do it automatically or if I had to call, but either way, the TV's back in stock. I need a replacement. And the lady said, okay, give me one second. Boom, replacement is on its way. I said, okay, cool. Two days later, I log into walmart.com. I check my order. There's a new order for a TV, the same TV, and it says that I owe another $266 payment method cash. And I'm like, well, I'm not paying for another fucking TV. This is ridiculous. So I hit cancel. Then I call Walmart again, and I tell the, this guy the whole story, and he's like, oh, yeah, that was your replacement TV. You shouldn't have canceled it. And I said, well, I didn't want to pay for another one. He's like, yeah, you wouldn't have had to. That was your replacement. So then he's like, it's too late for me to cancel the cancellation and the price of the TV went back up. So you need to wait for a refund to be issued and then call back and we'll honor the original price. You still following this story? (laughs) I have no TV. I never got a refund to begin with. And now the price went up. So I'm like, well, fuck. So I'm sitting here waiting around for my, my refund, which is going to go to my PayPal, which is no longer connected to anything because I don't have a goddamn credit card anymore or debit card because someone stole it and uh, all of a sudden i get a shipping notification and the tv's going to be here tomorrow uh so how did that happen i don't know i don't i don't understand because you you canceled the order and you they were going to refund the money and then you were going to have to start the order over yeah that's what i thought and then all of a sudden i get a shipping notification and it looks a little bit different in that this time the the it still says 266 dollars but the payment is black instead of red. The time I had to pay was red. This time it's black. So I'm assuming that means I don't have to pay anything. And even if they try to charge my PayPal again, there's no money in there. And it's not connected to anything. So it would just get rejected. So I don't know how the hell I'm getting this new TV. What I'm really hoping for is that I get two TVs out of the deal. <laughs> I'm really hoping that they, oh my God. That they mixed up. But I, I get two TVs. So it'd be $125 a TV. How awesome would that be? That would be that'd be awesome. You could put the other one in your office. Yeah, even though there's no cable in here, I still could do it. Yeah, I could, I could make it and a monitor. You'd be able to watch TV and and have a icy cold soda out of your mini fridge. Yeah, now you're talking. So I may I'm getting a TV tomorrow. It probably will also be broken because I would <laughs> I would say sixty to seventy percent of the people who got these TVs said that they got at least two that were broken. Before they got a good one. So I'm assuming that the uh, the shipping container that they came from or came in from China got dropped somewhere along the way. And most of them are broken. But wow. uh, yeah, so I'm getting a TV. I have no idea if I'm at the, if they're going to want cash on delivery. I have no idea if this is the actual replacement or if this is a free TV. I, I, I really don't know. It, wow. makes, it makes no sense to me. But I do know that if I have to return this motherfucker to Walmart, I'm going to try to get it at the new price, which is like $150 higher, and get store credit. Bastards. Man, what a, what a complicated saga. I know. All this for a TV that I'm never really going to watch. I do most of my TV watching in the bedroom or upstairs, not in the goddamn living room. Yeah, but you want it. You are bad. <sighs> I do. And at this point... It's one of those deals, too, where, like, I've already paid the money. I, didn't, I don't really have the money, but I paid the money. So I don't want to give up, you know? It's like my... I got the I got the mini fridge, National Mini Fridge Day, and that's been completed. It was smooth sailing. 
And this is like my new challenge, getting a TV or this particular TV, I guess. Yeah, that's I've never ordered a television um, online like and had it delivered. I have um, purchased televisions online and had them delivered to other people. I got my uh, nephew a television and I got my niece a television for her graduation. Um, and as far as I know, those were both fine. They arrived okay. I, I did have one time where I almost bought a television online for myself. Um, I had I had been doing some research. I knew I wanted a new TV, and I found the one I wanted on Amazon.com. And I I'd looked at a lot of places, and Amazon.com had like the best price. Mm-hmm. So, but you know me, I'm like an instant gratification person. Yeah, you can't wait. I can't wait for you know three days for some some Yahoo in a truck to come by. So I went down to HH Greg, and I found the TV. The right, the same TV, and I was talking to a sales guy, and I'm like, "Yeah, I I, I really like this TV, um, but the price is kind of high. What can you do for me?" And he's like, "Oh, well, you know, we could, uh, you know, we could take ten percent off or something like that," and it was still too high. So I'm like, "Ah, you know, they have this TV on Amazon.com, you know, for for you know fifty bucks less. I, I think I'm just going to go buy it on Amazon." So I turned and started to walk away, and he's like, "Well, wait, wait, wait. Let me uh, let me talk to my manager." So he went and talked to his manager, and they agreed to sell me the TV for the Amazon.com price, which was great. But then, um, when they they brought the TV out from the stock room, um, I'm looking at the box, and I look at the model number of the TV on the box, and it's not the right TV. The model number was close. It, it, it was only off by like, you know, one or two digits, but I knew the model number. And I think I even had the amazon.com flyer or printout with me. And I'm like, yeah, that's not the right TV. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the right TV. And I'm like, no, that is not the right TV. I know that TV, that TV is not uh, THX certified. It was like one step down. Mm, can't have that. So, happen. No, no, no. I had to have the right TV. So they went back in the stock room and they brought out the right TV. And then later I started thinking, I wonder if that was a scam. I wonder if they did that on purpose. You know, because the TV that they were trying to push on me was considerably less. I mean, it was like, you know, $100 less than the TV I wanted. It could have been, but it also probably is just that they're idiots. Yeah, I gave them the benefit of the doubt and said, okay, you're idiots. But then when they started arguing with me, saying, no, that's that's the TV. And I had to, like, prove to them that it was not. It's almost like I caught them in, you know, in some, some kind shady of lie. business deals. Yeah, I mean, all my TV buying experience is basically I'd go on Black Friday. I'd buy whatever TV was on sale. And I think the only other TV I've ever bought was... Uh, it was probably 12, 13 years ago or so. I bought a, uh, a, a Samsung HD TV, assuming they had them that long ago. I don't even know. Uh, it was like $450 for a 32-inch TV, and I bought it because I got a, I guess it was probably the Xbox 360, and I wanted to play it in my room and not in the living room. And I think I still have the TV. It looks kind of shitty now. but um, So that's my whole TV buying experience. I don't, I don't typically... 
spend a lot of time or effort in TVs. I just buy what's the cheapest and, and move on from there. One day I'll get an expensive TV, but it won't be today or tomorrow when I get my $250 55-inch TV. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, my the first HD TV I ever bought was when well, they were still relatively new. You know, they were really expensive. I bought a um, a Sony because I trusted Sony. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't even do a lot of research. I pretty much just went into Best Buy and looked at the TVs. And I, I picked out a Sony. It was a 50-inch Sony 1080p HD TV. And it was mm-hmm. like $3,000. <laughs> I know. It's like really expensive. But, wow. I mean, you know, they... They were they were expensive when I bought it because they were still kind of new, you know. Right. They were they were still selling the square ones, you know, with tubes in them and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Three thousand dollars, and then that TV ended up really disappointing me. I had a bad experience after about a year. Um, there started I started seeing like this green blob in one of the corners of the screen, and everything in that part of the TV was green, it had a, like a green tint. And then I started feeling like, geez, it's like the whole TV is green. It's like everything's green. And then I started thinking, well, maybe it's just the stuff I'm watching. Maybe I'm just watching a lot of green programming, uh, you know? So I'm watching the news and I'm watching a, these other things and it's like, no, no, this is wrong. It's, something's wrong with it. So I went online and, and you know, Googled you know, my model television green blob. And I discovered quickly that a lot of people were having the same problem with that TV. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, and then I found that it was a known issue and that Sony was offering, um, free in-home repair for this particular problem. So I'm like, great, sign me up. So I, you know, registered and, and sent in my request and they're like, okay. And they scheduled the guy to come out. And he came out and he, you know, took the TV apart and he pulled a module out of it, put another module in and turned it on. It was beautiful. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And then within about, I'm going to say three months, it started happening again. And that's when I'm like, okay, I am done. Mm -hmm. Done. I'm done with Sony and I'm done with this TV. And that's when I got the TV I have now from H.H. Gregg. And I, I donated the, the Sony to an orphanage. Wow, that was nice. Yeah. I yeah. gave him my TV, and I gave him a whole bunch of DVDs. I purged like like 200 DVDs out of my collection because it's like, okay, I'm an adult. I, I don't need this many DVDs. I had like 500 DVDs. Yeah. A lot of them were, were copies. Yeah. I used to make copies. Yeah, and I'm sure that the kids don't give a crap about a little bit of green on the screen. I mean, the TV that I bought that I was ta- talking about that looks like crap is because around the uh, the whole border of the TV, it's green. So I've got the same backlight issue or whatever it was that you had um, on my TV. I just never cared enough to try to fix it. I just... Yeah, uh, it, was, it was really irritating me because I spent $3,000 on a television. I'm like, there's no way I should have to look at this. And I just couldn't... It was so distracting for me because it's like I just kept thinking about it, you know, when I'm trying to watch TV and it's like all I could think about was green blobs. 
Yeah, that would be pretty annoying if I paid that much. I mean, I only paid four fifty, I think, for that TV. So I was disappointed, but at least it made it like two or three years before it really started happening. Um, but now, like with the TVs I got from Walmart on Black Friday, I've had them for probably five years now, and they're still fine. I mean, they you know they're crappy TVs, but they're still fine. There's no problems with them at all. So I'm hoping we can get this TV tomorrow. Hopefully it's not too, too bad. And uh, hopefully it lasts for a while, at least two years. You know, I figure. Oh, yeah. They should last at least that long. TV I have now, I've had for several years. Yeah. So we'll find out. Well, I'm anxious to find out maybe in the next episode uh, if you end up getting two TVs. God, I hope so. I really hope so. So if you get two TVs, are you going to keep the second one? Yeah, I'm going to leave it in the box for probably uh, probably two or three weeks and see what happens. And then if nothing comes out of it, boom, it's going up somewhere. I don't know where, but I'll put it up somewhere. <laughs> I might really bring it to work and try to put it in my office. <laughs> It'd be like the size Hell of the yeah, wall. man. It'd be pretty damn funny. <laughs> You'd be in there watching wrestling and sipping on a Pepsi. You know, I haven't watched wrestling in like three or four weeks, which is surprising because I was watching. I was a very, very diehard wrestling fan, but they they split the brands. So like only some wrestlers are on Monday night for three hours and only some are on Tuesday night for two hours. And it's just I don't have that kind of time. You know, I can't. And it's too much just focusing on five hours of the same type of content in two days. That's just too much. It's way too much. Yeah. And it's fake. For me, it's it's the masks. That's, you know, I, yeah. I, I can't watch these guys in masks. I feel like I need to know who this person is. I think there's only two wrestlers right now in masks. Well, that's too, too many in my book. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Mr. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. I'm going to edit that out. Hold on. You, let, me, you, you. let me mark that. It's like, I'm going to bleep that. I'm going to leave it in, but I'm going to bleep it. I don't want to lead anyone into figuring out our true identities. You, <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne. And I'm... Clark Kent. Batman. <laughs> the, uh, I, I watched uh, Batman versus Superman the uh, other night. I never saw that because I assumed it was going to be them literally fighting each other to the death, which I think kind of happened, right? Yeah, I, and I thought the same thing. I thought, well, this, this whole movie is going to be about them fighting for two hours. Um, but it really wasn't that hmm. it was, it was actually the, the problem I had with the movie was, um, uh, there's, there's just a lot of politics in the story. The story was all about, you know, political goings on and alignments and, you know, uh, which, you know, is okay, but not in a superhero movie for me. Right. You know, it's like, eh, can we just, you know, can we just shoot some bullets and see them bounce off the chest and, you know, the bat signal a few times and some cool cars and gadgets and, you know, some fights and whatever. And that's what I, that's what I'm looking for. But this was very political and, you know, um, you know, a lot of story that you kind of had to follow to, you know, to keep up with what was going on. Mm -hmm. Now, I know we're about to hang this thing up, but. Let me just say, I, I planned on seeing the movie because, you know, I, I like most comic book movies, mostly Marvel, but DC. I'm not a real big comic book guy. 
most of what I know about comic book characters I've learned from watching movies. Um, but I fig- figured this is probably going to be pretty good, you know, worth watching. So I was about to rent it. And I talked to my brother-in-law and he said, well, my son went to the theater and saw this movie. I said, oh, well, good. What did he think? Because that'll help me decide, you know, what I'm going to do. He said, the theatrical version of the movie was not very good. Mm. Um, but the director's cut is worth seeing. They put a lot of things back into the movie that they had taken out for the theatrical version that make the movie much better. And I'm like, okay, so on iTunes, you can, you can buy or rent the theatrical version, but the, what they call the ultimate version is only available for purchase. Huh. So I'm like, oh, this better be worth it. 1999 later and I'm Holy buying the crap. The ultimate version uh it was okay. It was it was okay. Well, I did not not great. Let me ask you this. I'm not a huge comic book guy, but if if Batman and Superman were going to fight to the death, who would win? Well, you know, that's kind of a debate, I guess. I my gut reaction was that uh, you know, Superman would obviously win because He's not human. You know, he's you really can't kill him, of course, except with kryptonite. But, you know, Batman, he's not he's just a person. He's not a superhero. He doesn't have superpowers. He has a utility belt with some hooks and ropes and slingshots and, you know, shit like that. There's just no way that Batman would win in a, in a fight like that. See, that's that's um, exactly what I thought. I mean, to me, it's like the fight is over in the blink of an eye because Superman, say that Batman is covered in kryptonite. His whole entire suit is kryptonite, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Superman literally just flies as fast as he can towards Batman. And as he gets close, the kryptonite takes effect and, and Superman loses his ability to, to stay straight or whatever. And so he, okay, so he's still flying faster than a speeding bullet and he's, ragdoll flying he's just like flipping and flopping through the air and And, and then he finally comes to crash right at batman's feet no no he's he's going so fast it doesn't he's just he hits batman going like you know three thousand feet per second and just crushes every bone in batman's body okay he's okay 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 so okay that if that doesn't work superman just gets a gun and shoots batman in the face exactly (laughs) and batman's dead (laughs) If that that doesn't work, he picks up a car and throws the car at Batman and kills him with that. Or he laser beam, he laser eyes Batman in half. Right. Like, and people will argue, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not big into comic books, but people will argue with me about this, that Batman has a chance. There's no freaking possible way Batman has a chance. There's none. Well, he is a crafty guy. But, okay, I have another question about Kryptonite. And I don't, I thought you brought this point up to me, but... Maybe not. If somebody, Superman's planet is made out of kryptonite, right? He's from the planet Uh, Krypton. The planet was called Krypton, so yeah. It's made out of kryptonite, and they're not, and you didn't just, I mean, the race did not disappear because of kryptonite, right? It just kept them, like, normal, so they would, like, age, and they would die, and... Right, so the people that lived on kryptonite were not superheroes. They were just normal Right. So why is it that when Superman comes in contact with kryptonite, it starts to kill him? 
if he's from a planet that is made out of kryptonite. That'd be like if if we came in contact with a rock, we would <laughs> we would die. <laughs> On another planet. Right, right. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I do not know the answer to that, although it's a very good question. It is a good but question. I, I'm guessing that at some point in the comic book they addressed that. Well, I need to they, know the answer. There's some somewhere out there there's an explanation for why that is because you're, I agree with you. On the surface, it seems like that's a pretty stupid premise. Yeah, it, it really is a stupid premise. And I, I and back to them fighting again. I mean, there's nothing Batman can do. Even if he had a gun and he shot him a bullet at him that is made with kryptonite, before the bullet got close enough, Superman could move out of the way. He could be. He could go all the way around the world. As we learned in, I think, Superman 3, he could go around the world backwards and reverse time. Right, yeah, I remember that. I don't remember the situation. I just remember he had to do it. Uh, yeah, I don't either, but I'm guessing probably Lois Lane died or something. God, that whore. She is such a so whore. He had to, she, just like her mother. Oh, my God. Her mom was the worst. Yeah. What was her mom's name? Penny Lane. <laughs> whore, I don't know. I mean, okay, here's another question. Do you think uh, Superman has a giant wiener? <laughs> <laughs> well, he does wear tights. That's so true. <laughs> that should be pretty easy to figure out. Uh, that question was he more probably of a... He's probably packed like Hillary Clinton. Oh, man, so he's got a, a good 10-incher in there. A giant wiener. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, I think that's a good place <laughs> To end episode six of Suitcase on the Left. So we'll see you next time, I guess. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes. If you like the show, tell a friend. uh, Leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a star rating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Five five stars. Even if you hate the podcast, give us a five star and then bury us in in the description. But give us five stars anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Help us out. And by that, I mean, it won't help us at all. But yeah, I don't really know what it'll make us feel good that we got, you know, five stars. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next time, I guess. Adios. See ya.